welcome <laughs> to episode 37 of our weird life. My name is Jack. My name is Jodie. <laughs> oh, we hope you've had a very good week. Um, you have to say what we're laughing at now. You can't just... Jodie just... She called me a name. Just before the podcast started. Just before started. the podcast started. <laughs> Obviously, as you might have noticed, we sort of alternate who who does the the intro. And Jodie said, <laughs> "Who's starting? Who's starting?" <laughs> and I've said it already like three times, but she hadn't heard me. She said, "I didn't hear you." And then she called me a profanity. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started laughing. Anyway, welcome to a brand new episode of Our Weird Life. Um, yes, it is. That tea's disgusting, by the way. What do you mean? It, it doesn't, doesn't look very taste good. very nice. I Looks think like it, dishwater. I think it needs some more milk. I shall grab the milk momentarily. I think I'm going to start drinking oat milk. What oat milk? Yeah. What's that? It's milk made from oats. <laughs> you surprised <laughs> me, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because almond milk. I've tried to change to almond milk before, but I just I don't know my body doesn't like it. I don't know if it get will get used to it over time, but it just doesn't like it. Okay. okay. Just the more... Like, you know, if you think about an adult drinking human milk, like a woman's breast milk, you're like, ew, you freak. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. There, I'm sure who do, do that. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. You're not a freak, but it's just a bit... It <laughs> seems... What I'm saying is, like, in society, it just seems weird. You're just like, oh, that's odd. That's odd. But, it's not exactly the norm, is but it? But actually, it's way more normal than us drinking another animal's milk, which is meant for their baby. That's really strange, if you think about it. Yeah, it's a little little odd, isn't it? It's an mm. odd concept to get your head around. Like, you imagine people sort of... I'm not even going to say that. That's just ridiculous. No, I'm just curious. Like, suckling a cow's... Cow teeth. <laughs> no, yeah, it's <laughs> gross. <laughs> I can't believe I even... But it's just because that that's... Image. Because it's just normal. So we're like, okay, it's fine. Imagine like drinking goat milk or pig's milk. Can you imagine? Yeah, apparently why is that so goat's different? milk. Was it goat's cheese? No, goat's milk. Apparently that tastes awful. Really? Yeah. Like I, weird. One of my students said that um, she grew up on a farm. She She's like in her 60s. She said she grew up on a farm and she that's what she grew up on, goat's milk. Oh, really? Yeah. She had, well, she didn't grow up on a farm. She had like one pig, one <laughs> goat. Imagine grazing in the <laughs> <laughs> She had one goat, one pig, one chicken, one bull, not a cow, bull. Um, and I was like, why did you only have one of every animal? It seems really like strange. Yeah. She's like, well, the chicken was for eggs. I was like, okay. She said the goat was for milk. Um, the cow, like when the, the bull, was to pull heavy things around. I was like, okay. And then she said, um, and the pig, we just sold it. But I was like, what do you mean? I couldn't work out what she meant. So I think that she would maybe breed them and then sell the big one and keep doing that. But, if they only had but one. she only had one. That's what I couldn't understand. Seems strange. She just like made it big, like fed it loads and then sold it. Isn't that a weird concept of having, like, one animal per utility? Per yeah. Thing? But that was so normal years ago. Now it's just, it's very not, I guess. It's not well, the... I guess you don't need a bowl to pull things around. Well, at least not in not in uh, wealthier countries, I suppose. I guess mm. they still do it in elsewhere. I remember, actually, um, the first time I was invited to go rice planting, mm. I had a look on YouTube, like about rice planting and I was really nervous because I was like oh, I don't want to do it wrong or like you know it's their crop for the entire year like it's where they get the most of their money from so I was like terrified I was going to mess it up um and I watched this guy like I think he was in Thailand rice planting um like a, a foreigner helping the people and he was bent down all day like just in, in his bare hands and feet, mm. like no shoes or anything, <laughs> in the mud, like planting it by hand. And you plant a seed like every, what would you say, Jack? Like every... Like half six inches or something like Yeah, that. like six, six inches. Like, yeah. yeah, you plant um, 
a little bunch of seeds and you do it by hand and there's a little grass sprout that comes up so you can see where you planted it. So I watched this video and I thought, oh gosh, I'm going to have to do that. And they told me it was really hard work and, you know, you, you'd be spending long hours in the field and everything. Anyway, when I got there, they had this massive machine, massive, which just plants about, um, gosh, I don't even know how many. What did you say, like 20? Yeah, like each 20 time. 20 seeds at a time, yeah. And it does it evenly throughout the field. It's got like a little, um, so they have the rice seeds in sheets almost, don't they? And then yeah. the machine sort of like hacks off an end and then mm, It's really hard down. to explain. Maybe you should put that on our Instagram because I have a video of it from last year. Ah, then I shall do that. Okay, it'll be on our Instagram. <laughs> Is it, but anyway, you know sometimes when you have a realisation about something, you're like, God, I'm so stupid. Well, that's what happened. So I was like, don't you plant the rice by hand? And she literally burst out laughing. She was like, maybe 70 years ago. And I was like, oh... <laughs> I was like, well, in Thailand they still do it, and she's like, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't really think about, you know, Japan's a, a quite a wealthy country, so. I suppose so, but I mean, you just don't know, do you? Like, no. Honestly, this is how stupid I am. I, for some weird reason, I just didn't have, I didn't have any concept of how rice became rice. No, me like, I literally Not imagined clear. rice planting was. Getting a grain of rice, <laughs> like planting it back in the ground. Really? I just, I, I couldn't even... Like that was the seed? Like that was the seed, maybe, yeah. Mm. And then from there would spring out loads more it's grains really, of rice. <laughs> it's a really long process, actually. So last year I got to watch them plant the seeds. So they have these little troughs that are probably two foot wide. Um, uh, two foot long one foot wide yeah whatever these little troughs and um they put dirt in there and they put them through this machine and this machine like dumps a certain amount of dirt in there and the seeds and then they put that in this like big like greenhouse canopy thing and the seeds just grow in there for like a few months and then when they've like sprouted like a little grass sprout then they're ready to be planted and you just rip off like a chunk of it like and it, you have about three or four seeds in your hand with the little grass sprouting up and it has dirt in the bottom too and then you just like you just push that into the into the wet rice paddy rice paddy yeah which is just full of water mm. which again is so strange that it's just full of water yeah it's a the whole process is very just uh, it's just not what you expect it to be no it's weird and then it grows to be like yellow and the rice is in the ground, isn't it? No, it's not. It's in the thing. Is it, Where is it? What do you mean? It's where does the, the rice come from? It's on the... On the, on the store? Come, yeah, on the store. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Very peculiar. And also, the, all the water that they use to, like, irrigate the, the paddies, that's just melted snow that's come from the mountains. <laughs> so yeah. strange. But they store the water, too. Yeah. And they have these channels, and they, it's just literally like a bag or something that blocks the mm-hmm. channel, and they just lift, like a sandbag, and they just lift it up and let the water in. It amazes me. Like, you've got a nation such as Japan and, and several Asian countries whose, like, the main constituent of their diet is rice. Yeah. That's a big portion of everything, right? Just imagine, like, every day how much rice you have to gather in order to be able to supply that amount of rice around the country. And then mm. because of the nature of, um, like, a, let's say, this country and how wealthy they are, they have, like, a massive surplus of rice. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's a process that is so huge. Yeah. It's hard to wrap your head around the fact that it's even able to work properly. I remember, actually, some of the kids were asking me, like, oh, you have rice paddies in your home country i was like no we don't and they were really surprised by that i was like i just don't think it's warm enough to grow rice no um it's just not the right climate or anything is it yeah and then they said well what do you have and i was like we have a lot of wheat fields and then it kind of made sense i was like we eat a lot of bread and potatoes (laughs) that's what we grow that's like that's our bulk food isn't it really (laughs) yeah because i was like why don't we eat rice and it's like oh because we can't grow it yeah so That's it kind of makes sense. Like, we can get it, but not in the same way. Yeah. Like, here they sell huge bags of rice, like massive. 
bags of rice that you can buy. Well, we always we ru- excuse me we wander around the supermarkets mm. and we're like, why don't they have big bags of potatoes like we do in the UK, or why don't they have yeah you know and the bread as well. The bread is so tiny here. You yeah, get it's like all small six, bread, isn't it? Six slices, six eight slices. slices maybe, which is it's probably about half a loaf. What we would consider in the UK, maybe even a third. Yeah, quite possibly. But like, it's just really funny. It's like, where's the rest of the life? You don't get the whole life. <laughs> no, but it, it's strange because the result is you kind of just end up eating less bread, I suppose. Really. I mean, yeah, it's fine. You don't you don't buy two lots. We don't. No, anyway. no. I suppose you just get used to switching stuff. But usually you buy out. a loaf for a family, don't you? You can buy half a loaf. I guess so. Yeah, they I, just don't have that many bread options here. Let's say. I often think about. What do I really miss? Mm. Like, because your diet naturally changes living in a different country so much. Um, I don't think there's... I wouldn't say there's one thing in particular I really miss. It's more like a type of thing that I miss. Like the bread? No, it's not the bread, really. I miss the bread. (laughs) um, It's the meat. Uh, It's the way that you are able to buy it. That's true. Like, you can't... You don't have big... Joints or cuts no, of meat. They're you can't just, buy a whole chicken. It's always thin, thin bits of something, whether mm. it's beef or pork or, um, yeah, it's just it's just not really a it's not really a done thing. I wonder if that's something to do with digestion, because a lot of the the foods that like when they give you a meal in Japan, it's usually there's a small amount of everything. Mm. It it's could not be like, like you've done a big thick. Yeah. I'm not you sure. Unless uh, you go and buy a steak, then you don't, like, you can't, can you buy a whole chicken? I don't think so. Look, I've never seen a a rotisserie chicken. I was talking Ever. about this with another one of the um, the guys who lives here. You just can't get that whole mm. chicken thing. It doesn't exist. It's always in breasts or it's in wings or it's... Or like a leg of lamb or like a, you can't get lamb. No. Or like... Even the steak, that's from New Zealand or Australia. That's the thing, even the steak you do get. Yeah, it's imported usually, isn't it? Which is weird because obviously, you know, you've heard of the famous Wagyu beef. Yeah. Um, But you can buy that in restaurants. Mm. But like in the supermarket, you just don't really see it. Or if you do, it's like, it's not like a big, thick piece of steak. Yeah. You can't buy a joint of beef, really. Joint of pork, maybe a joint of pork, but like small. I've, I've never, never seen really any. Seen it. No, I've seen pork chops. That's about the extent of. Uh, mm. You can uh, only really buy like chicken breast. You can buy like chicken legs or chicken wings, but. I think that anyway. Yeah. That's what I think. I it's the only thing I really miss. I would say mm. all the things I thought I missed. <laughs> I don't think I do. <laughs> yeah, you know, like sweets and stuff. Yeah, there's more like a nostalgia that's attached with them. I've realised rather mm. than a genuine, you know. I need this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird when it's taken away. You just realise you don't need it anymore. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You just adapt. Yeah, but there we go. But yeah, I was talking about that yesterday. I was like, there's so many things that I eat now that I wouldn't have eaten. Mm. But we've obviously spoken about that before. But there is a, obviously the the added, it's really not, it's really rude if you don't eat it. Like, I think it's also rude anywhere in the world if you don't eat something that someone's prepared for you. But it's the way that you turn it down is, like, is kind of acceptable. Like, if you like, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry, I just, I really can't eat this. It's not, I just really don't like it. I'm really sorry. Like, someone, like, you know, we'd be like, oh, that's okay. But in Japan, I just, I wouldn't even attempt that. Yeah. I'd be a bit scared. My ears ringing, by the way. Apparently, um, really weird. there's something in Chinese culture where you have to just um, you have to leave a bit of food, or else it's an indication yeah. that you're not full. <laughs> they just yeah. keep refilling stuff. Apparently, so yeah. Which is interesting. My um, sorry to kind of uh, alter the path. No, go ahead. Subject, I think I'm done with that subject. My my mind has been in this strange space this week. Oh no! But like in a really um, you know, when you start thinking about things. Yeah. So much so that you're like... <laughs> you know, when you think about things... You no, yeah. just like, like weird, like existential things and mm. stuff about space and, all, and whatnot. I I've think been, I've been like that I've been too, in a lot of that. I've been really entrenched in that kind of... Like I listened to a lot of videos, read a lot of articles and mm. listened to a lot of podcasts and... Um, which is something else I wanted to mention as well, actually. But... 
yeah, I've been in, in this strange space of, of like thinking about things that are so much larger than we are, yeah. Than we are. Probably more than I've ever done in like a really long time. But not in a negative way. I, th- I think I always used to think of it in this very like doomy, you know, you think about it too much and it becomes oh, frightening. And then you just stop completely. Yeah, exactly. Because you freaked yourself out. Yeah. Also, I, I listened to a podcast and I don't know if physics is in right now. <laughs> <laughs> physics and mathematics is really like, is vogue right now. Is it ever out though, Jack? The one physicist I was listening to, he was asked, as a physicist, how do you just like go around, go about your normal life yeah. when you've got all these things ticking over in your mind? And he said, it's really easy. He said, I'll spend about a minute. I'll be lost in all this really technical thought. And he said, and then my wife will shout to me and she'll say, can you, can you take, out the, take out the rubbish, take out the trash? And he's like, even though I study all this stuff, I don't exist in that realm. Yeah. I exist in this. I've got to go to work. Yeah. I've got to take out the trash. I've got to make food. I've got seemingly mundane stuff, you know. Mm. And if you sort of, if you lose that, you lose everything that almost matters Mm. right here and now, which I thought was an interesting point. Because I think I think about this stuff for a little while and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) get all zoned out. Um, So to imagine someone who's in that profession for their entire life, you wonder how they could just live like a normal existence, you know? I I think the thing is that they chose to become physicists, right? Mm. So it's exciting for them. So they, it's obviously, it's fine. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe for you, it interests you, but it also overwhelms you because you, there's so much that you don't know you didn't like study it or anything like that so you don't know even the basics maybe you know that maybe maybe there's things that you learn when you're starting out so that it doesn't overwhelm you or it can't overwhelm you in some way but this physicist you're on about like it was his choice to become a physicist right so why would he burden himself with the, oh, my gosh, this is overwhelming me every single day, if he couldn't cope with it. I suppose so. Like, it's obviously enjoyable for him, I imagine. I guess so, so, but there's always, as well, there's an assumption that maybe they know everything, and that couldn't be further from the truth. No. I think it's almost like the more you know, the less you know, kind of thing. Well, we don't know everything, do we? That's why we're Like, I was listening to a, I was to listening to a mathematician... Out the other day, trying to explain a what he calls a theory of everything. Okay. And the way he explained it was how, who made the thing that made everything. Right, yeah. You know, who was the creator before the creator, essentially, that was the question. And he, he tried to strip this back to, like, the bare minimum of what he was, his theory was. And I couldn't understand a thing about it. Mm. It was just so beyond me, all the, the mathematical equations and whatnot. And which got me thinking, if this is so far beyond my ability to understand, should I even bother continuing to pursue, like, or trying to understand it? I mean, <laughs> does it interest you? I find it fascinating, yeah. Do you enjoy listening to the things that you've been listening to and the articles you've been reading? Yeah, but there's always, like, a little repercussion at the end of it. Which is what? Um, uh, like, confu- like, frustration, I think it is. You know, when you, I really like to just understand things. Yes. I don't like to think that things are so far beyond me that I just can't grasp it. But I think this that's was, just human nature, really. I guess so. Yeah, and, but these people must feel that all the time, isn't they? Because there's even things that they don't understand too. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they've put all in the they've put in the years and uh, of studying these things, and they've dedicated their life to it so that they can come to you and say, like, you know, us, 
you know, average people, I guess, and say, hey, I've been studying this for a really long time and I found this out. So there's no way that you, you know, your average Joe, like, yeah, you're you're intelligent young guy and you have interest in various things, but you have not dedicated your whole life to this specific subject. So there's no way that you're just going to go, I know exactly what you're talking about there, mate. There's, <laughs> no. there's no way. But obviously he's trying to explain it to... The average listener. Maybe, but also I think... I think I've seen a few different lectures where the, the they they I'm going to say dumb down hmm. what they're talking about depending on their audience. So I've seen also like some of the same lectures you have, and it depends where they go, the university or a school or um, or if they're talking to other physicists, they they're going to assume that they would know more than like your average. Oh, you're an art student, but you're going to listen to my lecture. So, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, they cater to their audience. They, so they, they dial it up and down depending on who they're speaking to. Yeah, so maybe this specific thing you're talking about, maybe it was just, like, to, like, other physicists or, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, don't what I'm What I'm saying is if it interests you and you find it exciting and you want to learn more about it, then learn more about it. It's mm. okay. But you cannot at any point be expected to understand everything that he's talking about and just go, yeah, that's just clicked with me exactly like you've you've explained it to me. Because he it's taken him years to figure this out and he is a physicist. So he's going to say, guys, like, listen, I've figured out this. And everyone's <laughs> going to go, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get it because I, I've not stood in it. Then he's going to have to unravel it, maybe write a book about it and then maybe you can buy the book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose it's like someone saying, everyone, I figured out the answer. One plus one is two. Yeah. And everyone's like, what's one? Yeah. (laughs) What does one mean? (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, that's why they they publish papers, don't they? For people to read and understand. Yeah. That's why they publish books. You know, like a few of the people we watch, they say, oh, buy my book and you can read more about it because they can't possibly explain it to you in the short amount of time they're given Mm. in like an hour lecture. Like, oh, here you go. Here's you can talk to these students for an hour. How can they possibly unravel their life's work in an hour? They can't. So they're like, okay, here's a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of this. I'm going to tell you about the rest, but you're going to have to read it. Like, you know, you have to put time into learning these things just like they did. Yeah. But I think as well there's a level to particularly things like physics Mm. where there's there's an intangibility about the stuff they're talking about. We can't see particles and all these things that they're they're describing. And so whereas, let's say, someone who's a, I don't know, let's say you're a physiotherapist Mm. um, or you're, you're a biologist... And the things that are being discussed are visible and can be felt, like written, you know, in the yeah. flesh. Whereas in the land of like quantum mechanics and all this kind of stuff, it's just it's so, it's like it, it may as well not exist mm. for as much sense that it makes to us at the time. And I think, yeah. so I would, I would listen to some of these, be their lectures or podcasts or whatever, and just the terms that they're using to describe the things they're trying to get across i don't even understand that and so i'm like this is fascinating but like how far back do i have to go Mm. to get to the start line Mm. and it it was just a weird i've been like that all week i'm like how 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 much time do i invest in something that i might not even get to the start line it sounds like you've gone down a bit of a rabbit hole like further down any rabbit hole i think (laughs) i've ever been which is fine like i like being curious and, and interested in Things yeah, that of are. course, and you should be grateful for that in itself. I really am, but you know, that, that brings me to be. another thing. Really, um, is that I think that's why podcasts are so brilliant. Mm. If I think about the past, I don't know <clears throat> how long have you been listening to podcasts for. Uh, I would say around. It took me a long time to really get into the whole idea of listening to I would say to about five years ago. Five years. I started listening to podcasts, yeah. yeah. I think you listened to them before I really did, actually. Mm, so yeah. let's say I was like a year behind, maybe. 
something. Yeah, because I used to have to drive a lot, right. like usually three-hour journeys sometimes. And I just got sick of listening to music. Mm. Um, and I tried to listen to books as well, but that didn't always work out for me. But podcasts really held my attention, I think, because there were real people talking about real things. Yeah. And it's kind of like it's kind of like YouTube where you can learn so much, um, but just with audio. And it, I just found it really engaging. And it and also when I was driving, sometimes I'd like drift off or like daydream. <laughs> but if I had the podcast going in my ears, it gave me all these vid- visuals and mm. it was really um, like distracting for me. But like it's so much so that I was awake, <laughs> not daydreaming off, do you know what I mean? But it's it's surprisingly engaging. Right. I, I would never think that pure audio was... A particular, I mean, it's often just voices, isn't it? Mm. Music doesn't really come into these things very often. Um, so the fact that our voice or two voices or however many can be just... They can grip you so much mm. that you're able to get on with the other mundanities of life but also absorb this, like, really technical information sometimes. Yeah. It's amazing. And, like, we, we have now got access to this library of just fascinating information from people who are brilliant. Yeah. And from all walks of life. And I would encourage you as well, if I wasn't aware how many kinds of podcasts there are, there is a podcast for everything. If you have an interest in something, I guarantee someone's made a podcast about it. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. There's even ones that are like, um, there's a podcast called like Stuff You Should Know. Yeah. And I've listened to that like a few times as well. And it's just like random stuff, but like so interesting. And there was one about like beekeeping, which was just like, mm. I was like, oh, I, l- I love this. Now I want to be a beekeeper. <laughs> like it's just, but why I like it is that you can go about your day, like you said, but you're not distracted by visuals. No. Whereas like on YouTube, I tend to start watching it. Rather than you just stop, don't you? Yeah, I just stop yeah. and I watch it. Whereas I do too. If there's no visual, like I'm, I can get on with what I was, I'm doing. Yeah. I think as, the good thing too is that a lot of podcasts, they, they allow this bounce effect to happen where you, so the per, let's say the expert is speaking, and they're speaking to someone, they're forced to answer questions or to talk about something that they might not think about themselves. Right. It's different to a book. Like a book is just, it's like reading a big monologue, isn't it, really, mm. of someone's thoughts. But a podcast, it's like uh, it's like flowing all the time. Also, for me, a book is like you read it before bed. <laughs> yeah. For me, and like when I was a child, you know, I'd get stories read to me before bed. So it's a very like relaxing thing. Mm. It puts me in a very like safe space. But if someone's talking about... You know, like you said, like some physics really or something. You, it it really makes you think, and then you're wide awake. Then because yeah. your brain's like, whoa, 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 what's this? <laughs> I, I think it might be why I feel today like I didn't really sleep very well. I think yeah, my mind you seem just a bit. Over. Um, what's the word like? Uh, um, like not chill, but like you seem a bit <laughs> zen, <laughs> like a cloud. <laughs> Not relaxed. You seem you you seem like you've been thinking too much mm. because you look exhausted now. I feel it. That's really interesting. Yeah. Should we do something fun instead? Okay. That's because it. it's been I feel heavy so far. I feel like even though I really enjoy talking about like heavy topics with you, and we do often do that. Yeah. And last night we were watching um a lecture too, yeah. and it was like. A lot. It was. It got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm blo- I've lost. I don't this actually know what's being said anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. at first, I was like, wow, I'm totally getting all of this. I feel like an absolute genius. <laughs> and then towards the end, like he was trailing off on stuff that I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm completely lost. Like yeah. I must have missed a sentence, and now I've lost the whole thing. Um, <laughs> that does happen, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. And you really have to concentrate. So, it kind of makes sense why you didn't sleep properly. Yeah. If that's what was on your mind. Um, yeah, let's do something fun. I love animals. I think animals are funny. I really like animal stories. Yeah, you, you can't go 
you can't go. I, I mean, actually, one of these stories I just passed by was that a a girl found a <laughs> like a venomous snake inside her inhaler the other day. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah. That's so scary. Just a bit, and like the one thing you want to put near to your mouth, and it's got <laughs> it's got a big old venomous snake. But like, it wasn't her it. snake. No, it no, like no, it was just a. I read this story once about like someone had like a giant, you know, one of those, I don't know if it's a python or what, but it's like the white and yellow snakes. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that might be a python, actually. One of those. And um, they, they've had one as a family pet. And this snake, um, they found the snake in the bed with like this child. Oh. And it was like lying next to it. So it was trying to like size it up to oh, see if it no. would fit. Can you imagine? Is what they do? Like Yeah. Like lengthen themselves out to see if they can fit the thing inside. Apparently, that's what this article said. Yeah, can you believe that though? Can Whoa. you imagine? You're like, oh yeah, we'll get a pet snake. They're lovely. Yeah, they're lovely until they want to eat your baby. <sighs> that's an animal, isn't it? You just can't. You can't take the the animal out of it. Do you know what I mean? You can't take the natural thing out of have that that makes just, it want to. Have you ever just thought about a snake? Have you ever thought about a snake? I have, actually. I know you thought a lot about snakes, and we talk about them a lot as well because of how relevant they are in Japanese culture. Yeah. But just think about it. It's like a big thing, right? A long, like, slithery thing. No legs, no arms. It has horrible fangs, like massive teeth, and venom inside that could kill you. Mm. And it can open its mouth so wide that it could swallow you and it can and it can just tighten itself around your body. That's terrifying. It's I might be scared of snakes now. I've I've never been scared of snakes, but just think about that. And I, they're so quiet as well. They're, they're like if they're anything is an alien, yeah. it has to be a snake. How can it dislocate its jaw? Yeah, it's and stretch it. There's just something like, about reptiles, isn't there? They've got this. They do have like an alien quality about them, or uh, they've still got that see, really say, dinosaur quality about them. We I say alien, but we don't even know what an alien looks like. Well, okay, something that is the furthest thing away from being human. Let's say that. Yeah. Like it, it's just. It seems almost unnatural. Yet it's probably the most natural thing that one of the most natural like, could exist. Why does it need fangs that big if it's just eating mice? Apparently, not all snakes have fangs. Um, They often have the fangs just to be able to inject venom. That's like that's the principle of the. I mean, yeah, there's lots of different species, isn't there? If you you ever see images of them when they yeah they open their mouth and they actually bring them out, it's horrifying. And just just the fact that it can just it just lies there. With this humongous thing inside it. Well, just imagine if we... And it could just digest it like that, eat it whole. What What would we eat that would be just huge, like massive? You could okay. just go outside so, and example, eat a rabbit. We, we eat beef. Just imagine if we, we saw a cow in a field. We're like, oh, looks pretty good. And you, your jaws open up <laughs> the size of the cow and you just like put your mouth over the cow and swallow it. Yeah, alive. It's alive. And you just wait for it to digest. And like, I'm good for a month. How do, how does a snake move when it's eating something? I think a lot of them have to go into like they just lie there for a while. They can't really do much. So strange. Because if you you know like say the really big ones, yeah, and they have gone and swallowed a what do, what do they eat? The really big ones. Uh, I don't know, like a rabbit. Okay, or something even bigger than that. Yeah, that must be so heavy. Mm. I'm trying to drag your stomach round with you because you've got a <laughs> full of Don't you a think cat. it's so weird, though, that this creature that has no arms and legs, like, you would think that that would, you know, they don't, they can't run. They can't grab anything. Yeah. They can't, but they can, they can do everything. They can climb trees and everything. How, Jack? How? But some of them... Are they sticky? Like, how does this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I think they must, they must they have so swim. many muscles in each segment of their body that somehow they're able to like manipulate the the surroundings um, very quickly. Like the speed of like some of them are really really fast. I know, and they can swim too. Like have you seen the 
like a cobra or something move across sand. Yeah. It's like... And it's such gone. a simple design yeah. of an animal. So simple. I wonder what a snake came from. Probably like a lizard or something. Or a cro- No, not a crocodile. I guess it would have come from a fish, wouldn't it? And then gradually... Didn't moved we all come from fish? Okay, now we're getting deep. Now we are getting deep. See, we <laughs> do said something we get, else. Let's do move something on to a happy fun. subject of movement. <laughs> we're going back to the primitive. You can see how mine and Jack's weeks have been. It's been a... Uh, <laughs> I'll tell a, you why. It's been a rat. I'll tell you why it's been a strange week. Because... Why? Is, is Mars or... Orbiting Jupiter No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's in retrograde. It's in retrograde. No. I would love no. to know what that means one day. It means it goes slightly backwards, I think. Let's not talk about that. Look, okay. we've talked... Let's is, move this out is of like, the realm of this space. This is like the physics episode. Two idiots discuss physics. Well, I might, I might just call it that. <laughs> Two idiots discuss quantum mechanics. But we're not actually, though. We're not saying anything about it. We're just saying how we don't understand it. And it's really distressing. Anyway... <sighs> This week is weird because, so the cherry blossom has started to bloom in Japan. We live in Japan. Let's get back to Japan, Jack. We live in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it is called our weird life, so we're allowed to discuss things that happen like this. We just, we spitball ideas and we see where we end up. Sometimes we have a magical adventure, sometimes it's really frightening. Just the way it goes. Okay. Anyway, I was drawing a picture and I was like, oh, I'm going to get some inspiration from the cherry blossom outside because it's just starting to bloom. So I opened the window and I'm looking at it. I'm like, gosh, it's a windy day today. And I was really disappointed to see that the cherry blossom was blowing off the trees already. Oh. And I was like, oh, it's barely even bloomed. Bloody hell. Disappointed. Like, disappointed. I was like, please don't blow away. But it was a really windy day. And then at closer inspection, I realised... That it was snow, <laughs> not chamber some leaves, uh, petals. It was snow. So yesterday, what the hell? It, it snowed like no one's business. And what the hell, winter? <laughs> you you playing at? I'm so sick of winter. It's gone now. Please, thank you. It's April. Well, please for the past two alone. days, I've been. I mean, I'm wrapped up now like an Eskimo. You Again, I, I honestly thought Jack's got this snood, and it's. It's a bit grimy, I have to be honest. Hang like, on. What? You're making me sound disgusting here. No, no, no. It's just no. a little bobbly. He's got a few bobbles no, on. No, let that's me all. explain. It's like an off-white colour, um, and he <laughs> sleeps in it as well, and he sleeps in it all winter. And I wash it. I wash it. <laughs> I know, yeah, you wash it, but it's just one of those things, you know, when you sleep in something and it it's, gets it's all... It's just worn. It's real worn. It's a bit, yeah... It's a bit grimy. Yeah. So I was really excited because I was like, oh, this weekend we're going to do a spring clean. Yeah. We're going to put all the winter stuff away, wash it, put it away, get all the summer stuff out, wash it, put it in the cupboard. Guess what he's wearing this morning? The bloody snood. The snood. The grime snood. The thing is, it's great because <laughs> you can just like wrap it around your entire face and you can still see. And that it's was really my thick. idea as well, for you to wear that to bed. What? The snood. Yeah, well, then you only have yourself to blame. Here we are again. But look, I said to you the other day, didn't I? These we've got these like fleece pajamas. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> um, to survive through the winter months, I was going to throw them away. I want to throw them away. I want to like. At I want to swap season, them out. Yeah. You know, I want new to be able to use new thinner clothing. <laughs> the thing <laughs> I is. Can't. We don't have that much clothing here, so we use it until it's like it's gone. Now it's Jack has had this legs. this fleece pajamas since year one, day dot, and they just don't fit him anymore. Three they, years, baby. They've even got a hole in it in the trousers. Yeah. Um. So he's like, this year I'm going to swap them out. Um. And I will, but you know. I don't think they could cope with another winter. You know I... what I mean? So, but then he's wearing them again today. I'm like, today was supposed to be spring cleaning day. Thanks very much, snow. Well, okay, after, like... Actually, this weekend's supposed to be warm. I think I think it's just a blip. It's a blip in the... It's a, We've had a blip in our week and a blip in the, the season as well. See, everything is connected. It's all just a big journey. Oh, my God. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't me, do this. Let me tell you this story. It's funny. One of our friends, by the way, really loves space, and he always talks. I'm like, stop, I can't, because he just go. He's just like, let me tell I'm you not going to bring it up. I can't bring it up. I've had to. It's been too stressful thinking about existence and who made the maker and 
all this terrible stuff. Anyway, let's read about this. The curious story of the man who tried to mail himself to Wales from Australia <gasps> after getting homesick. <laughs> from Australia. From Australia. Oh my god, but he would die in the in the in the cabin thing because it's really cold. Well, apparently not. Here we go. Brian Robson, now seventy-five, wants oh to thank god. the two pals who helped him with his getaway. A pensioner from Cardiff. Uh, he's looking for two Irishmen. It would be Irishmen, wouldn't it? <laughs> Only Irishmen would help in the scheme that's just so, like, wacky. <laughs> uh, he's looking for two Irishmen who helped him escape Australia by mailing him off in a wooden crate. So when he was 19 years old, he decided to go ahead with this really ridiculous plan he to, was 19. to get home oh, I thought to he Wales. Was, I thought he was 75. So this was in 1965. And he was so incredibly homesick after being down under for 11 months. Um, but the £40 a month he made working for the railways wasn't enough to to cover a £700 plane ticket. Oh, bless 700 him. quid back then? 700, 700 quid now, isn't it? Like quite a thousand now. Mind you, I suppose it was maybe a little more difficult to wow. do like that. Wow, that's mad. Um, so, but they, they talked him into it because he wasn't, really, he wasn't really up for the idea. I think he just posed it and they were like... That's a great idea, Brian. Let's do that. Let's put you in a box, <laughs> Let's Brian. Let's post you off to Wales. Let's be right, Brian. Is his name Brian? His name's Brian. Um, so they helped pack him into a box the size of a mini fridge. They nailed it shut and fridge. sent him off as cargo on a Qantas flight from Melbourne to London. At least that was the plan. Oh, my God. Um, Brian said that he needed their help to fill out the paperwork because they had a typewriter. You know, Ooh. the paperwork for the post. Yeah. Um, and he told the Irish Times Paul was really 100% against it. Who's Paul? The but Irish John, guy. Uh, one of the Irishmen was against it, but oh. John, the other guy, said, don't worry about it, I'll persuade him. <laughs> and so they both went ahead and helped. Um, what would you take in a little box with you, Joe, if you were going from Melbourne to London? Oh, Christ. Well, it's about take? a 24-hour flight, isn't it? Uh, they say, what did they say? Oh, actually, back then it's probably... Oh, it should have been a 36-hour direct flight. Oh, my God. But it ended up in a four-day ordeal. Anyway, what would you put in the box with you? Um, well, obviously, food and water. Blank, you haven't got much room, have you, really? You mean a, 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 a mini, mini fridge? fridge. Like, <laughs> you'd have a little more room because you're smaller, I suppose. But then you'd be in the smaller box. In a mini fridge, though. Do you know how small a mini fridge is? Is that just like half a fridge? I'm thinking of, a, like, a 90s mini-fridge, which you'd is, have, like, that big. You'd have so much, like, muscle pain It can't be that. He cramp. wouldn't fit in there. That's what he said. He wouldn't fit in there. He said he was a computer. That must mean, like, a... Like that. Mm. Even so, that's, just, that's... Like, I'm sitting now in a cross-legged position, and my knees are like, ooh. Are Welsh people small? Smaller than the average? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he didn't look very small. He looks kind of... Here he is. Jolly fellow. Oh it's my like, yeah. goodness! Um, anyway, so you take food and water. Anything else? Also, by the way, he's trapped in Australia. Mm. I mean, like he, it's not the worst thing, is it? I mean, if you're homesick, you're homesick. But <laughs> he was still. he was terribly homesick from. Oh. His little Welsh. I mean, I guess it's very hometown. different, but wow. It couldn't be more different, could it? Really, Australia to Wales. I mean, they speak English there, so. So Brian bought with him pillows. So you didn't think of that, did you? Pillows, a torch. I had obviously. Yeah. A torch. It's a good idea. Uh, his suitcase. How do you fit a suitcase in with? You? I'm sorry. It, this can't be a mini fridge. This... It must mean like a half fridge. You know, like, you know, like the ones that you see them put dead bodies in. The ones that you a keep coffin. in the no, like in movies and stuff, and they keep it in the basement. Uh. Like a freezer, like a freezer thing. You mean like the pull-out drawers? No, the ones that, like that, you lift them up. Oh, them? Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Like a big... The one on that show, Dead to Me. Oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. Um, his suitcase, a book of Beatles songs. Oh, a book of songs. Yeah. Just the lyrics? I guess so, a book of Beatles songs. He could probably sing to himself. Not the actual songs, just a book of songs. Yeah, oh. and two bottles. One for water One for and the pee. other for urine. <laughs> yeah. What would you do if you needed poo? After 36 hours, you would need a poo. You would, wouldn't you? 
Um, okay. Maybe he just was going to drink water. So Brian, now 75, wasn't expecting a luxurious trip, but what should have been a 36-hour direct flight ended up as a four-day-long ordeal. He didn't ship himself by mistake, did he? So the Qantas flight was full that he was supposed to go on to. Um, so the crate, labelled by the escapee as containing a computer, was put on a much slower Pan Am flight that ended up in Los Angeles. <gasps> Brian says the airplane's hold was both freezing cold and boiling hot and that he struggled to breathe during the journey, as oh you said would probably goodness. be the case. When the plane landed in Sydney, he was left upside down for 22 hours <laughs> Despite several this side up labels on the crate, <laughs> causing him to suffer blackouts. Oh my gosh, what a terrible time this guy's had. Oh my goodness. Uh, after leaving Sydney and landing again, Brian thought he was finally in London, but after being carted off to a freight shed, he peeked through a hole in the chest and caught eyes with a frightened US customs official who thought he was a dead body. Oh, my gosh. He was then interrogated by the FBI, who wanted to make sure he wasn't a Cold War spy. Um, once they were satisfied he wasn't a threat, they decided not to press any charges, flying him to London on a regular commercial flight. So he got there. Oh, my God. Brian's legs had seized up inside the box, so he had to recover in hospital first before his journey. Oh. Brian says that he'd written to Paul and John to thank them for their help, but never heard back from them. No, they were probably ashamed. Aww. Um, he said, if I met them again, I'd just like to say that I'm sorry I got them into this and <laughs> that I missed them when I came back. I'd like to buy them a drink. He misses them. Do you think he's going to get in a thing? And <laughs> he said, now it was I'm stupidity. Of Australia. <laughs> if my kids tried it, I would kill them, but it was a different time. I love how that's an excuse. It was a different time. Oh, my gosh. Imagine, like, that <laughs> being your granddad, though. Like, you, like... My granddad, like, got in a... God, that's mad, isn't it? It's crazy. I, I can't even imagine. It's like I said, I've just... We've been sat here for, what is it now, 40-something minutes, and my knees are hurting. Can you imagine being squashed up for hours and hours and hours on end? Yeah. Um, I mean, they needed to go to hospital, so it clearly wasn't a, you know, a wonderful time he was having. Did you hear about the story of those two men that were, like, attached to the bottom of the plane? I did not. <laughs> What's that? Um, it happened quite a long time ago, actually. I think it was, like, 2015 or something. Okay. There was two men that were flying from Johannesburg, I believe, mm -hmm. South Africa. Yeah. Um, and they stowed themselves into, you know, where the wheel comes up on an aeroplane? Like the cargo bit. Yeah, so they grabbed the wheel. Oh, where the wheel goes up? Yeah, and Oof. they went up there. So there was two men, and when it was arriving into London, um, one of the men fell out and died. Oh, no. Um, the other one survived and I think now lives in London. Um, but it was 11 hours um at the bottom of the plane and they had to endure temperatures of like minus 60 degrees celsius or 76 degrees fahrenheit what on minus how, how were they both not dead before they even got anywhere i don't know but that happened um in like 2015 but actually when i was just looking this up quickly i found so many more of the same story, times. yeah. There was a kid in 2014, he's 16 year old. He flew um, from California to Hawaii, um, enduring altitudes of 38,000 feet and sub zero temperatures. Um, he survived. He survived. And there was others too, with like, I think this other story was like in 1997. There was two guys that flew from India to London, the same thing, and one of them fell too in London. Oh, no. So sometimes what happens, they said, is that when the the um, pilot lowers the wheels. the wheels, sometimes they fall out, oh. and that's happened a few times. So you're telling me that a plane, so from the runway, they're going to have to like grip in the 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 wheel the wheel. And then they're going to have to endure like a takeoff, where the plane mm. is go like 
hurtling down the runway. Yeah. And, I mean, the wheels don't go up. Straight away. Until no. they're sort of straight mm. again, do they? Up in the air. I mean, they, maybe they climb up, up it. Yeah, like rigging. Uh, yeah, or they just hold on to the thing. But uh, as well, they said, like, you know, when the wheel hits the tarmac, a lot of debris comes up too. Oh, yeah, I bet. So there's like a whole load of things, and then there's the lack of oxygen and. Well, how hot would they be as well? The wheels would be scorching. Well, you don't. They're not holding on to the wheel, obviously. No, but I mean, just the heat that's probably coming from the wheels that would yeah. be hot enough, wouldn't it? All sorts of stuff, but Ooh. it's kind of sad, really, because if you think, you know, your story is quite nice, like the man he just missed home, <laughs> but these these are the people that are desperate to get out of there. You've got to be. Um, You've got to be in a real dire situation to put yourself through that kind of yeah experience, haven't you, really? How do they even get in the airport? That's what I'm confused by. Do they climb over the fence and just... Around and how the, do they know which plane is going to London? They must... They must... Um, you know, like at the perimeter of an airport, mm. you get uh, plane watchers and they'll, they'll do that for a hobby. I bet they would just go and watch for like a couple of weeks. Is that a hobby? <laughs> <laughs> Is it your hobby? <laughs> Annoying, Annoying people. people. <laughs> um, I, I bet they just stand there for weeks and watch, like, the schedule of the planes and all that kind of stuff, watch what happens, how they load cases on, all that sort of stuff. And they wait. Maybe they disguise themselves as, um, That's a lot you know, of one work. of the, the wardens, the patrol mm. guys who walk around. But it's kind of, it's so sad, too, that, like, even after they've endured all that, that they might fall out at that last... Yeah, absolutely. Like, what if you you black out, you fall asleep, you just lose where you are, and all of a sudden the wheel starts opening, and you're like, I've made it the whole way, and then you, that's it, it's game over. Mm, because terrible. if you think about it, you know, if you opened a door while you were on an airplane, the suction would just... You'd all fly out, wouldn't you? Yeah, so if you, you were unconscious or you just weren't ready for that, yeah, like, it would shock you, wouldn't it? I think a lot of people would hear that story and they'd be like, "Well, you've you're just an idiot to do that." But you'd have to be desperate, desperate, yeah, to be even put yourself in that situation or mm. not of sane mind anyway mm. to do that. Or like to risk, you know, you're risking your life. Yeah, that's that's serious stuff, isn't it? Mm. And you're dealing with forces that are so beyond most humans' abilities, like that kind of heat, that kind of cold. Ooh. Yeah. They've, I mean, they, there are interviews with the the people that had survived those, um, you know. Yeah, I'd like to look into a few more of that. I'm, I'm sure what, just... at least one of those people has appeared on a podcast at some point. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. 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 If not, they should do, because that would be an incredibly interesting thing to hear about, mm. I would imagine. I have a question for you, Jack. You have a question? Yeah. Okay. What is one thing you would really like to own? One thing I would really like to own. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. There are many things you could own, I guess. But I think that, so for me, books are really important. Okay. And as I get older, they become increasingly important to me. Mm-hmm. I see, like, huge value in them. Mm-hmm. So I would really like to own, this is kind of like a very more generic thing, I'd like to own a big library. That's nice. Like a really, really nice library mm-hmm. um, with books. Like a public kind of, library or just for you? No, like a... A well, me library. Maybe a public library because I think what's the point in these books if you can't share them with people? That's cute. Yeah, okay. A really nice public library. Um, <laughs> but one that's really cool and like old. Like <laughs> it's one that's it's really got cool. books all the, the way around the outside mm. uh, and on different levels. And comfy chairs. And like places that you can sit and make notes from books if you, if that's the kind of book it is, or you can just sit and read by a fire. Mm. You know, I mean that's lovely. I'd like a goat. <laughs> <laughs> I want a public library. You want a goat? Why do you want a goat? I just do like. I think goats are weird. Yeah. Oh, is that what you want? Yeah. Okay. I think they're really cute. Like, that's why I wanted a tortoise, because I was like, they're just really unusual. And but like, goats remind me of sheep. They've got that strange... No, but goats are really funny. Like, look I want, in their eye, they're like... I want, like, a little one. Like, not, like, a big one. I want, like, a baby one and want it to stay small. Not so small, but, like, you know, I don't, I don't want a big goat. I don't want a big, like, bully goat. I want, like, a little... I said bully. 
And he said, a billy. Did you get that? Because <laughs> they're bullies, aren't they, the big ones? They are. But no, I want like a little one. Because you want a tiny little goat. When they get like startled or overstimulated, they like just, they do that thing where their whole body freezes and they just fall over. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. <laughs> you just want it so you can see that experience. Like, yeah, and have yourself. you ever seen goat yoga? What? You've never seen goat yoga? Goat yoga. Who does the yoga? The goat or you? No, you do the yoga, but the goat just crawls all over you, like climbs on you. <laughs> it's really funny, and I, I want to do goat yoga. Who like you're sitting there like this, and the goat just like jumps on your shoulders. Or like if you do downward dog, right. goats, goat jumps on. Are they trained to do that or they just do that instinctively? Um, I've seen a few different ones, but there's like there'll be like people doing yoga and then like ten goats or whatever and the the goats will just go and jump on all different people because they just like jumping on stuff. Yeah. So Is it good for your back? I I wouldn't say so. <laughs> but they're not that heavy, so I suppose it wouldn't matter too much then. But like I need to show you a video now because I can't believe you haven't seen it. Goat yoga. I just don't even know how you... So I'm imagining, right, me on my farm or whatever, doing yoga in the morning with my goat. I mean, why not? But that must have been a mistake. I I don't see how you come across things like that, unless... Well, they must have been doing yoga in their shed or whatever. And then one of their goats just... Look how cute they are. Those ones are pretty cute. I always think of goats as these... Very... That's a big goat. I don't want a big goat. No. I'm sorry. See, if that little thing jumped on your back, that would be okay. But some of them are pretty This pretty is not weighty, a good example. I get the gist, though. It's <laughs> just so... They're not very jumpy. The that's... ones I've seen, they're really jumpy. That's niche. That's what you call niche. Goat, yoga. But it's very popular, actually. Right. Look at them, they're fighting. Look at that little one. See, I think people have this experience because it feels good on the back. Some kind of massage thing. Yeah, but also, like, surely you would feel so happy, these little goats, like... I think being surrounded by animals in general, it always makes people happy. That's true. This reminds me of, like, the cat cafes and stuff like that, but it's a goat. I think it's the same principle, isn't it, I guess, in a way. And you can look, they're just cuddling goats. Oh. I think I would, I would experience that. Yeah. I'm not sure I like the idea of being maybe kicked in the back of the head by one of these things, though, if they get a bit excited. They do poo a lot, too. Yeah. It's, um, Look, I, Sophie I just Turner's to... doing it with Vogue. Obviously, they give her, like, the cutest little goat you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Where is it? There, look. Uh, oh, yeah. see, they put snacks on her back. See, that's a bit different. To get her to, to get them to do it. Yeah. Would you get the feeling that that wouldn't happen otherwise, unless they covered her in snacks? Yeah, probably. Probably not that they didn't get the shot they wanted, so they probably just put a load of snacks on her. For the look, life of me... Even Vogue is like, look how cool and trendy this is. I was Maybe. just trying to think of the name of a baby goat, and it's, it's kid. <laughs> I just couldn't think of that word. Oh, my God, someone asked me that in my class. I was like, you? Is it a you? No, it's a sheep, isn't it? Because um, well, no, it's Yagi, isn't it? In Japanese, goat. Yeah, Yagi. Yagi. That's uh, what I'd call my goat. Yagi. <laughs> and everyone would be like, oh, Yagi, where'd you get that name? I'm like, it's goat in Japanese. <laughs> so, it's goat. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cute. Anyway, that was a, that was a much Yagi-chan! more positive, upbeat <laughs> <laughs> way to end the podcast, I think. Yeah, yeah we've um, had a long, we've had a few long thoughts long so- oh shut up Jodie <laughs> it's, been, it's been one of those weeks um, let's do this before what high five that was a lot of high fives high hundred um, I'm going to go and play Animal Crossing now what I come to <laughs> Jodie's revelatory statement let me just remind you that we release new podcasts every Sunday for you to grace your wonderful little ears with <laughs> <laughs> um, or giant ears. Or giant ears. You might, ear you might have massive ears. We're not. We're not earist, are we? <laughs> <laughs> we love all ears. All ears, great and small. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, our host platform is Podbean. Um, if you've never checked out their app, go take a look at it because it's pretty good. 
Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major podcast platforms. You can find us on Facebook at Our Weird Life Podcast, and uh, that's just one of the many ways to join the Owl community. Twitty. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at the the same tag at Our Weird Life Pod. Jody. Jody's looking at me with confusion. That's not. That's not. That doesn't bode well for the revelatory statement. I haven't thought of a revelatory statement yet. You don't have to have one every yes, week. Yes, I do. Okay. People. This is a segment, right? You've got to. <laughs> people might be looking forward to it. There you go. Be like, how do I spend my week this week if I don't have a revelatory <laughs> statement? <laughs> Why can't I say revelatory? You're putting too many R's in. Revelatory. It's not revelatory. Revelatory. That's it. Oh, tree. Tree. Yeah. Like a tree. Uh, Who knows, maybe I'm saying it wrong this whole time, revelatory. Maybe that's the revelation. I might have already said this one before, but try something new this week. Okay. A new food that you've never tried before. Like oat's milk? Oat's milk. Oat milk. Oh, you said goat's milk? No. Oh, what did you say? Oat milk? Oat milk. milk. Which is the way you said oat's milk. Sorry, I was actually getting confused with goats myself. (laughs) Try some oat milk, try some goat milk. <laughs> you don't have to try those things. No, just like you know, say you know you always get you always get the chocolate cereal. You always go for the chocolate one. Just mm. just when you go shopping this week, just get the other one. Get the other one. Get okay. the strawberry one. <laughs> have a bit of variety in your life. Or just go all out wacko and just try sushi. <laughs> You've never tried it. Who cares? Do, do what you want to do. We will see you next week with a brand new episode. Farewell. Cheerio.